Everyone has a story. Everyone's learned a lesson. Hey guys, I'm your host Cassie. Think of me as like that aunt who overshares everything after her third glass of wine. And this is Cassie's Corner, a special place I'll be creating for me, a chaotically eclectic, creative with many thoughts, many feelings, and many mistakes. But that means many stories, right? Thank you guys so much for checking out my podcast, and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone. What's up? I hope we're all having a wonderful day, and welcome back to another episode of Cassie's Corner. Thank you all so much for having me. I am honestly pretty excited to get into today's topics because all of them are honestly... (laughs) pretty personal, you know? Like, I've been really, like, learning a lot about myself lately, and I want to, I want to share some things with you guys. So, I want to start off on, like, a, you know, a little fun topic. So, oh my gosh, it's been pretty much a month now. I went on vacation at the beginning of June, and first of all, uh, it was amazing. (laughs) I went to, you know, pretty much San Diego area. It's, like, technically El Cajon, but, like, you know, around that area of California. And first of all, it was so beautiful. I love, love, love the mornings in El Cajon. Oh my gosh. Like me and Anthony would just wake up, you know, go outside, like walk to the little smoke area of our like hotel we were staying at and like have an amazing wake and bake with the beautiful, like cloudy skies. It's like the perfect, like partly sunny day. I loved it. Like, I loved the mornings in El Cajon. It was so peaceful. And, like, the beach felt amazing. And it was, like, me and Anthony's first, like, vacation, vacation too. So that had its just, like, you know, that had its rushes and excitements. Um, and we also went to California Adventure together for, like, half the day. And that was a lot of fun because we both have, like, you know, some really good childhood memories from California adventure so it was amazing to like come together and experience you know going to California adventure together so that was beautiful and I'm so grateful for that um but I'm bringing up this vacation though not to flex on you guys for having going on vacation but to bring up the fact that I had went on vacation and then on the drive to vacation like to on the drive to vacation <laughs> on the drive to El Cajon, like had the realization like the way I'm living ain't it like the places I'm putting my attention not it chief like we're refocusing for ourselves and the biggest thing that I noticed that was draining me that I was putting way too much of my time in and way too much of my focus on especially for a 21 year old girl with no kids was my job (laughs) I was working I was working like I had three kids or something like I don't (laughs) I don't know what I was doing but I had noticed that I had a real like unhealthy relationship with my job and you know that thought had been there for a while where I was like I think I'm allowing too much to happen here I think I'm saying yes too much when I should be saying no and then like I'd 
gone on vacation and taken a break from it all. And I, gosh, I just, I felt so happy. I had felt so happy and I was simply in a rental car on the way to San Diego. I wasn't even there yet. I wasn't even on the beautiful beaches. I wasn't even riding no Incredicoaster. I was literally just sitting in the car coloring, in my coloring book. And I was just like, I deserve to feel like this. (laughs) And so I began to think, what do I need to change? And it was how much of, how much of me I was putting in to being a behavior technician at my job. So the biggest reason I had decided to quit purely was just, honestly, it felt like the easier decision for me I'm gonna be honest with you guys I have a real hard time with confrontation like when things need to be like explicitly expressed especially how like I'm feeling deep down or something I don't like I have such a hard time I get very uncomfortable because I'm scared I'm scared that I'm coming off rude or aggressive or uh pushy um or anything like that so the thought of trying to like reassert my boundaries like was kind of not appealing (laughs) to say the least and that's just because like guys like my boss literally didn't give me a promotion that all of my coworkers believed I had deserved just because I can't keep a smile on my face when something upsets me May, may I add I'm not overreacting or you know reacting inappropriately Something isn't upsetting me and I'm not out here like, oh, fuck this and you motherfuckers and this, fuck this place. I'm out of this hole. Like, I'm not out here like that. I was, something was changed in my schedule that I didn't particularly like. And the way it was presented to me was so last minute. It was so, it was just so last minute. It caught me very off guard. And so all I had was just like a blank face. And apparently, like, that was an unprofessional thing, and I just didn't get a promotion for that. That's fine. That's that boss's prerogative. That's that boss's decision. But it made me just kind of take a step back and be like, okay, the boundaries that, like, the boundaries that are set here and the expectations that are set here are not healthy for me. You know, like it could be healthy for someone else, but it's not healthy for me because I'm the type of person that does need to feel safe, like with her emotions. You know, I definitely teach me the appropriate ways to deal with them a hundred percent, but yeah, like don't tell me to just not show them. But that was a little bit of like a why I had quit instead of trying to stay and reassert, reassert my boundaries. I kind of just had decided it's going to take more energy out of me and more attention out of me to try to like reassert boundaries especially when there was already someone in the mix that like clearly doesn't really have a like a like a respect for them so I put in my two weeks and I quit I did it of course when I had another job mind you like I did it the day I was got I was like offered another job I was like I'm taking it, putting me first kind of stuff. And like, this is like an interesting decision I had made, but like changing 
May uh, backtrack. My new job, by the way, is I am. I'm just gonna be like a. I'm like a preschool teacher at a daycare center, so I'm no longer working with kids on the spectrum for right now. And like that, also we're gonna touch into that a little bit later, but that also is just like a personal decision for me because I'm just really trying to figure out what works best for me so I can carry out my day-to-day with like some ease you know like I'm not the type of person where I really think everyone needs to be happy all the time but I definitely know that I've been unhappy for too long I went on vacation came back home and pretty much quit my job (laughs) it was scary It, it I'm still scared, honestly. I'm still sitting here with so much nerves because I've completed my training for the new job, but we're just waiting for the um, background check to go through. But like, it was this. This was like a kind of a big risk for me because I was really comfortable where I was at, even though I was unhappy. Um, I even took a pay cut to start over in a new place, and I'd like told myself like, it's not about the money, like. It's not really about the money. It's just about being in a place where you're happy with the work you're doing and you're not drained. So we're going to see, like, we're going to see how this goes and we're going to see how this works out. I'm ultimately, my main goal is to just have a job that funds, you know, my needs and my, my hobbies, my passion projects. Ultimately, I just was stuck in just going to work and coming home with my previous job and that didn't make me super happy but like I felt like I couldn't change it there because then when I was trying to change it there I felt like I was letting down like the clients I was letting down my boss it was a whole it was a whole thing so I just reshifted my attention you know in a way for that serves me in a way that will benefit me So that just means working like I'm a 21-year-old and not, you know, a middle-aged woman with children and just taking taking my time. I really want to go into work codependency because that's just another thing I'd notice that I really, you know, I'm affected by. I base my worth or I connect it to, like, my job. So that looks like oh I'm not working enough which means I'm not making money which means I'm not worthy or I'm not enough or it's like oh I didn't get picked for the promotion which means I'm not good enough or um, oh even though I'm super exhausted I am gonna I'm gonna go in um, to this coverage session that I'm being asked of even though I don't want to like all of that is being codependent to your job so I personally would work was codependent to my job by rationalizing to myself that the amount of hours I was working was like needed to sustain my life and that's not true like I was making a good amount of money each check and was always able to pay my bills and save up money. But I still kept pushing for more. I'm currently trying to break free from this codependency by just realizing 
that it stems from, I believe, a scarcity mindset. I feel like if you are someone who ties your worth to your job, it's because you are constantly in survival mode. Like, you're constantly like, I need more money. I need more money for this. I need this. I need this. I need... Like, I'm trying to break free from it by realizing I don't have to be in survival mode anymore. Yeah, it's hard, you know, in the current economic climate, being a 21-year-old living with your boyfriend. Like, that's not always the easiest thing, but logically, we have jobs, full-time jobs, we're going to do fine. And so I just have to, like, constantly remind myself that so that I don't get sidetracked by just wanting to, um overwork and hustle and grind because that's another thing too is I just grew up in like hustle culture I'm just getting to the point where I'm just one trying to act my age like I do not need to be like a 21 year old trying to reach the tax bracket of 30 to 40 year olds or something like that like we it's not needed and trying to get there is honestly just rooted in my own fear or my own ego. Like, I feel like it's rooted in my own fear because I feel like, oh, if I'm not overworking to make money, then I could go broke one day. When it's like, okay, but like, I am working. So if I'm working, I'm not going to go broke. Like, and also I have people who will support me. Even, um, I'm still having a hard time with work codependency. Like, it's not like I've, like, broke free from it. Even while I'm waiting for my new job, I'm so, like, like, my brain constantly wants to ruminate and overthink on the disasters that are, that could occur just by me not working these, like, last few days. And, like, when I research it, you know, the scarcity mindset and try to have a better understanding for it so I can, you know, get on the other side of it, I always will run across where it's just like, that's what you were used to growing up, you know? Like, you saw that with your family. But it's just like, I didn't. Like, I had, a, from what I can remember, a you know, a good childhood. I was given a lot of things. I mean, heck, I went to Disneyland almost every year for, for a while. Like, I remember being in elementary school, like, throughout elementary school was going almost every year until maybe, like, sixth grade, pretty much. So, I was always just like, so that can't be it. Like, I wasn't around people who felt scarce, because I also don't remember my mom or my stepdad Adam ever really talking about finances like that in my presence. However, I feel like scarcity mindset for me really kicked in when I when I left my mom's house, when I'd ran away. So maybe it was some like self-inflicted type trauma, but Ever since then, I've always just been scared of, you know, going broke, hitting rock bottom, because I had thought for the longest time, like, if I do go broke and hit rock bottom because of the mistakes I made, nobody will be there to help me. But 
I have to assure myself all the time that that can't be true. I I have people there for me. I've made mistakes, but I'm not I'm not alone. And so I constantly just I guess try to remind myself that to give me some ease. <sighs> but yeah, like I'm guessing that's where it maybe would have originated from for me is just I you know, I'd ran away from a comfortable in a comfortable financial environment. It was an uncomfortable emotional environment, but it was a comfortable financial environment and I had left that for a very unstable financial and emotional environment. So I think I've never really quite recovered from that. I think my nervous system has still been in like survive mode since then. And that happened when I was 17 years old. So it's been a while. Like, it was even semi there when I was living with my dad in Tucson. Like, wasn't there as much, but it was, it was still kind of there. So I guess if anyone else is in that boat, it's a very specific boat. <laughs> but if anyone else is in it, I mean, just remind yourself also that you got what it takes. Like, an affirmation I say is like, I have enough. I am enough. You know, everything I need is within me because that affirmation just really grounds me in my own self so that I stop looking and outsourcing from other people. I think that's about all I really have to say about that, (laughs) you guys. um, Next topic I'm going into is, I just want to touch, I want to talk about ABA, me leaving it just everything surrounding that because I want to make it like very known for anyone who might be listening who is like in that the ABA field or is interested in it I want to express to you now nothing that like I'm about to say is meant to persuade you against the ABA field or for the ABA field um I am a firm believer that like Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses that make them shine in a variety of career fields. With that being said, (laughs) talk about the best moments of ABA, the hardest moments of ABA, my biggest lesson, um, and who I would recommend a career in ABA for. So I just want to express, I touched a little bit on this earlier, I've decided to stay in like the you know child care you know field where I'm working with children but I've moved away from the autism side of it where it's specific like you know you are giving therapy lessons and everything like that it was very um it was very meaningful to me but I think it's very easy to get super emotionally invested because a lot of the times you're going to get like a lot of kiddos with a lot of trauma or you're going to get a lot of caregivers with a lot of trauma. Either way, it's a very, very emotionally heavy field. And personally, I feel emotions sometimes just so deeply, it, it just hurts. Like not to sound cheesy, but it just does. So I'm just at the point where I'm like, 
gosh, like kiddos, I love y'all and I want to support y'all, but I got to pick me for right now, (laughs) you know? So that's the best thing I can say there for like why I like left as far as ABA as a whole goes, because it's just hard. The, The behavior management can be hard. It can be a lot. It can be overwhelming. And so I just wanted to take a break from that, I guess. I wanted to venture into different areas, try new things, see where I thrive, you know? Moving on from the heavy stuff, we're gonna now go on, I mean, not moving on from the heavy stuff, moving on from just that part. (laughs) We're gonna share some of the best moments, like, from ABA. Respecting all HIPAA, of course. (laughs) So, honestly, I feel like one of my favorite moments, or like one of the best moments was kind of a recent moment and then it made it harder for me to like leave to like leave my job when I had came back from my vacation and it was like the first day I came back where I was kind of on the fence about everything that was going on and I was like getting interviews elsewhere and I was keeping my options open I had one specific kiddo who saw me you know we see each other and they they stop where they're going, like, in their tracks, and they beeline it right towards me, and just are, like, you know, they don't have, like, many words, but they're still saying hey to me, saying Cassie, you know, um, and he takes my hand, and he walks with me to, like, one of the room, like, one of the therapy rooms, and then, and then they just are, like, wanting me to just, like, take out my iPad and just basically spend time with them. So it was very sweet. Like I felt like I'd came back from vacation and this client, they were just like, Oh, I missed you. I don't know. It was just, it was very kind. It was very kind to be missed. <laughs> um, man, uh, another good moment was when I was trying to, um, convince one of my clients to use the restroom. Uh, and you know, sometimes if you really don't set them up in a fluent way, they'll really push back, you know, they'll really fight against you to go to the bathroom, even though it's for their best interest to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And so I remember the way I ended up getting this client on the bathroom was via the new Peaches song (laughs) in the Mario movie. So I just start singing at first. I'm like, Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. And... (laughs) And the client, I see the smile just widen on their face. And so that's when, like, the bulb in my head was like, bing, I got you. I got the motivation. And so I was like, do you want to listen to Peaches? First use the bathroom, and then we can play the song. And boom, there she goes to the bathroom. So that was a that was a really good moment, too, because it was just, like, silly to me because the Peaches song is very silly to me. (laughs) Um, um, oh my gosh. Or, like, we had one of our very first, like, I think it was, like, Saturday events or something like that, and it was, like, a water balloon fight and, like, rock painting, and that was just so silly and so much fun, just seeing all the kids, first of all, come after me, and I only have my co-worker like one of my co-workers to blame because they were plotting on me all day telling all the kids like oh when we go outside go throw the water balloons at Cassie 
And so then, of course, when we're outside, all of the kids with big old smiles on their face are like, I'm going to get you. And so that was something. <laughs> um, and just like movie days. Movie days were so fun with the kiddos. Like they would have their sensory toys with them. Um, and we would take like breaks every 15 minutes to run lessons but it was just such a like a nice and fun environment for the kids and honestly for like the therapists too because then it was a nice time for us to just kind of relax a little bit too with our clients and so that was a really fun time too like uh, I remember around the Christmas time we were watching the Grinch with like our older clients and I don't know why that was so silly to me because I just saw the older clients like want to mimic some of Jim Carrey's lines and it was just like it was so sweet and so wholesome and so fun like the I swear like the biggest thing I'm grateful for for like learning about like working with kids is just that like it really like nurtures me and like makes me feel so good inside when I'm playing with them when I'm like you know just spending time with them or even when I'm like supporting them or comforting them like I remember this is like another really good moment where I don't know why this just felt so good to my inner child like this moment that I gave to this child this nurturing moment felt so nurturing to myself where I had a client um he um they were pretty upset um think like their chips like were taken or something rightfully so they were upset but then they weren't able to really calm themselves down you know reach their baseline and so they had this whole rule set up where if they like tantrumed they lost their motivation for the day that they wanted and so then that made it like even more upsetting for this client I remember them just being so upset them just being like this was happening to me on purpose like somebody wanted to just take my chips and wanted me to be upset you know and then I started to see the negative self-talk ensue and I kind of just really related because I was like this is how my brain talks to myself like talks to me now so like I was like this is like my moment to maybe try to instill something different while I can't give him what he wants, I can still give him some comfort. And so I just like kept reminding them like, hey, you know, like sometimes things like these happen and it is so frustrating. I'm so sorry. Like sometimes emotions can be so big that it's hard to get them under control. And then he was like calling himself like a, like a failure and stuff and that he like failed what he needed to do so that he could have what he wanted. And that's where I stepped in. And I was like, you know, you're not a failure. Like, you tried your best and that's all anyone could do. Uh, And I was just like, I'm so proud of you for everything you did to try and calm down. And, like, offered him a hug. And we, like, hugged. And it was very, it was a very sweet moment. Because I was just like, I related. I was just like, I know this moment is such a bummer, but we don't control it. Uh, so I was just like let's just focus on what we can control but it felt good to just you know tell him that I'm proud of him 
tell him that I like it felt good to just tell him that I'm proud of him because like I was alright let's go on to some of the hardest moments so I want to say the like a lot of the hardest mo- first of all the way I'm like measuring my hardest moments I think is if they made me cry because <laughs> I did cry a few times at this job so <laughs> those will be my hardest moments in my brain um like a hard moment for me was when I was taken off of a home session it was my first ever home session and I like didn't have the correct boundary set up with the parent I was um eating my lunch like I had um like it was a four hour session in total but it was like two hours and then I had like a 30 minute lunch and then two hours so I just kind of ate my lunch there because I was just like I didn't know if I was supposed to leave or not like I wasn't explicitly told <laughs> and so during that time like I would just like you know chat um with the parent and everything and never in a way that was like exposing anything about card or anything about other clients like I never broke any HIPAA violations I just got too comfortable and talked about myself too much like I would talk with you guys now granted some things wouldn't be brought up (laughs) clearly because I'm still at my job (laughs) but um you know we just would we would just talk a lot and so then eventually the parent was like more focused on my well-being than the clients which that was just like oh that's not good so that was a really hard time for me because I had felt like I was failing my client now to any BTs that may feel this way please know you probably are not failing them mistakes happen and they happen to learn lessons I was able to go back to in-home sessions like it's I wasn't severely punished I still had the job for like year a year and a half after that mistakes are not like the end all be all (laughs) I forgot where I was going with that lost my train of thought anyways another hard moment another hard moment I'd have to say was seeing a client of mine just kind of straight up ball like crying sobbing with no clear like trigger you know that was really hard because I just really was like I'm here for you whatever you are thinking about that is upsetting you like I'm here for you because like my BCBA because like she even was helping with this because I honestly just had no clue I was trying my best to like assess his like assess their needs and I was just like they have everything they need there's just something that they're like thinking about that's upsetting them or like or just being here is upsetting them but even then if that was the case like typically then like they will try to like leave or they'll at least just say like go or backpack a lot so that's why that was really hard for me because it just felt like there was nothing I could do for someone who's just so sad and so much pain like my BCBA says that like she thinks that they're reliving like past experiences in their head so that's why I'm just like oh my gosh like I'm here for you um 
I want to go into my biggest lesson from like ABA and also I think in the career field in general. So my biggest lesson in specifically ABA is um, the bond is important. You can't build on skills if there's no rapport there. So the bond with your clients are always going to be important. That was always my number one focus was I need my clients to be comfortable with me, you know, happy, relaxed, engaged. That was always the goal. Um, Another big lesson would be that I don't have to, I don't have to do more outside of my job responsibilities. And I don't need to, I don't need to say everything that's on my mind to my coworkers or my bosses, even if they ask me. Now, who would I recommend a career in ABA to? So I think there's just like certain strengths that would be looked for in ABA. I feel like you would excel in ABA if you were naturally playful. So, you know, if you enjoy being goofy, being silly, um, trying new things, working with kids in general will be good for you. If you are patient, working with kids in general will be good for you. Um, specifically for ABA, if you are self-aware, that is amazing. Honestly, I think it's really good for most kids. I think a lot of these things that I'm about to like say are going to be like qualifiers for working with any kids. Um, just saying, but being self-aware, oh my gosh, is so important because look, we do not control kids' tantrums. We do not control kids' behaviors. We don't. We can't just make them stop. And us trying to make them stop is causing more trauma. So that's where we need to be self-aware. That's where we need to realize, why am I trying to force them to stop? Oh, it's because I feel annoyed. Okay, so what can I do instead of trying to control them? What can I do for myself since I'm annoyed? Like, that would be the biggest thing because you are going to see so much in the ABA field. So you need to be aware of what you're adding to the mix. Because it should be, especially during maladaptive behaviors, you should be adding minimum, honestly, nothing. (laughs) You should really be adding nothing. Like, besides maybe some type of neutral statement. That's all I could really say about that. ABA, I will miss you. I had some amazing, like, moments in ABA it showed me that I have a knack for teaching. I have a knack for play. I have a knack for caring, um, nurturing. But it also taught me that I need some um, solitude. You know, I need uh, a safe space. I need, I just need a break, <laughs> I think. Because like, also, like, I could see myself potentially going back into ABA like if there was something there for me it's just right now my focus like I had mentioned at the beginning of this podcast was myself and you know getting back to doing things that I want to be doing and those things guys I mean those things are again this podcast like oh my gosh I always say this I love doing this podcast I always I always feel so good after doing it 
I love that I'm starting to get people like reaching out to me that have been like, oh, listen to the podcast, really enjoyed it. Like that feels super good. Like, please, if you're listening and haven't reached out to me, would love to hear from you because it feels so good. (laughs) Um, But that's going to be it for today, y'all. It was a deep one purely about me and my job honestly it is just because that's just been what I've been dealing with these past few months I've just been dealing with this toxic cycle of work 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 burnout get depressed work 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 burnout get depressed like to where I just can't anymore like I just can't (laughs) so Till next time, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Kisses, hugs. Bye.